And not that, again, not that you can't go beyond the customer's expectations, but I'm saying there is a right time and place for that. And you can't do that on every customer, especially if you're not charging the, the like the premium rates that you should be charging. You are literally just like making less and less money on every single detail if you have this kind of mentality. Welcome back to the Detailing Business Class Podcast, where you'll learn proven tactics and strategies on sales, marketing, and operations to grow your business. I'm your host, Oscar Gill, and my goal is to elevate you as a detailer and business owner to the next level. In today's episode, we're going to review a specific comment that I've got. Now, this one, a bit more of a troll, hater kind of thing. But I get a lot of these comments, and the main reason why I do these kind of episodes is to help others that get some form of hate or a troll on their business as far as maybe your pricing or what you're doing and why it shouldn't affect you. Me being on YouTube and posting so many videos, naturally, especially when a video goes viral, the haters and trolls come, which is, I'm used to it at this point. But I, I see from other detailers that when they post their pricing or their process, And I mean, like with a small following of like under a thousand followers, they'll sometimes get the same comment. So that's the main reason why I wanted to point out this comment. And a quick note is if you want to see how we've grown our business to over $10,000 per month, you can go to detailclass.com or just click the link down in the show notes or if you're watching this on YouTube in the description box and you can sign up for the free training. I'll go over how I started my detailing business, how I went from a struggling detailer to a booked out detailer, and then the current marketing of that we're doing to grow our business. Now, let's get started with this episode. Welcome back to another episode. On here, I took a comment from YouTube, and I'm kind of going to dissect it for you guys and give you my feedback and how you should be avoiding this advice, actually, even though at surface level, it might seem like a good idea. Lex and Angel are currently working on a Ford Bronco in the shop, which is why if you hear this, um, you can hear that right there. That's the pressure washer. They are currently rinsing it or foaming it down right now. So... On this one, it this uh, person left a comment on a video where I talked about why I, the mistake I made early on in my business where I would do too much work for not for too little pay and the level of service and quality that I was offering was not matched to the type of customer that I had. Meaning, um, I would you know just for that specific example, it was saying I was I did like. I foamed the vehicle down. I used three wash mitts to wash the vehicle. Like I was super meticulous and like going far beyond the customer's expectations, but the customer themselves didn't care about it. So I was just wasting my time. And this person here, here's the comment where it says, it's a little broken, so I might kind of stumble over my words a little bit, but it says, y'all just trying to make subpar work normal. If you're not passionate about cleaning the dent, if I should have proofread this before I started this. Let me do this again. Uh, y'all are just trying to make subpar work the normal. If you're not passionate about if you're not passionate about cleaning the cars, then don't do it. Earn your dollar because someone like me will come behind you and explain why I should be washing and detailing the customer's vehicle and not you. Take pride and stop letting the redundancy of the process make you lazy. It's not about matching the customer's expectations. It's about exceeding them. Now stop spreading a message of laziness being and being okay. Uh, stop spreading a message of laziness being okay and remember why you do what you do. 
So at face value, it sounds good, right? It sounds like, yeah, of course, right? Like you, you, every customer should, you should exceed every customer's expectations. And yeah, like it doesn't matter who it is. Like you should always put your, your best work forward. And again, at face value, it sounds good. Like, yeah, of course, because you don't want anyone, you know, you, your reputation's online with every customer that you service. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, get any uh, bad referrals or bad mouth by not doing your best. And in the early phases, this is probably a bit more true for yourself as a detailer because you want to get more experience and you want to get more confidence and um, you're willing to do more just because you yourself are excited to um, start your business and to gain that experience. Um, so it kind of makes sense in the, in the beginning phase. But at some point, this is where you have to draw the line of like we as detailers and, and, and we're getting paid to do the work. You can always, always, always do more to get better results. Always. It will never not be the option. You can always do more. You can always spend more time to get the paint looking better or get the interior looking better or to restore the headlights a little better. It will always be an option. But that does not matter if the customer is not willing to pay for that level of service because at that point, you are giving your time and skills away for free. And at that point, it does it, it, it's not worth it, right? Because... How sustainable is that to say, hey, like the customer has a budget of 400 bucks, but what I want to do would be of, you know, would equal to $900 of work. So that means I should, I should give that 500 bucks for free because I, I, I'm able to do that. Like, of course not. No, that, that's, that's not a sustainable, sustainable way to grow your business. So, and it sucks too, because of course, like as detailers, like you, you want to do as much as you can because you enjoy doing it. It's therapeutic. Like you, you just, you're passionate, like you, you like doing it. But the reality of when you run a business now is saying, okay, well, as much as I'd like to do more, if the customer is not paying for that level of service, I can't. And that is the most black and white answer. Granted, if it's a repeat customer, you want to do a little more, if whatever, there's always situations where you can go and do a bit more. That's always going to be there. So I'm, I'm not saying like you can't you can't go over one step over the, the the customer's expectations. But as a business, look like you have to make money. There is no other way to put it. You have to make money to continue to grow your business, to survive, to fuel your life, to whatever the case may be. And the reality as well is that even if you spend the extra time and effort to get better results, whether you're polishing paint or cleaning an interior. If the customer doesn't care about that extra level of effort, what does it matter then? Because at that point, you are literally just scratching your own ego of doing more work. But the reality is, whether you did that or not, like went the extra mile, the customer didn't notice it, didn't care for it, still going to pay the same amount, same price. And then at the end of it, it's like, well, what did you do all that for? What was the extra hour or two that you spent doing that? You just made less money. And not that, again, not that you can't go beyond the customer's expectations, but I'm saying there is a right time and place for that. And you can't do that on every customer, especially if you're not charging the, the, like the premium rates that you should be charging. You are literally just like making less and less money on every single detail if you have this kind of mentality. So when he says like, hey, like, you know, you better watch out because, you know, I would be the person that would go and talk to your customers and tell them why, you know, you're doing a less lesser job for them. It's like, bro, first of all, like, go start your business, you know? And that's why, and as a, as a side tangent, like, when I kind of reference a bad comment or a troll or a hater, whatever the case may be, um, it's not, I personally don't get bothered from comments like this 
But I know people kind of get bothered when I bring up bad comments and then it seems like, <laughs> it's funny how it works. Like, I don't get bothered by bad comments, but I'll still bring them up because it's still content, right? Like, I can make more content out of a bad comment than I can from a good comment, you know? But then it's funny because then some people will listen to that, that like me complain, complain, quote unquote, about a bad comment. And then they complain about me complaining about a bad comment. It's it's super funny. Very meta. Um, but with this one, it's like this individual here that's talking, they don't have a business. And if they have a business, they're not going to get customers. And if they get customers, they're not going to make money. So whenever you hear things online, which is why I always say, like, what you see online is not the real world. It's not the real life. It's not what's actually happening. You'll see someone post a, a correction in coding or, you know, some cool Lambo, Ferrari, McLaren that they're working on. You know no context to that situation. You don't know how well, how well they're doing in their business. You don't know if they're actually making money or if they're struggling or if this is the, the first, you know, detail that they've had in a while. And, you know, you're seeing it from the, from the outside in and you're saying, man, that... They're working on a McLaren. Oh, man, they're doing a correction and coding on that one. Oh, that's so awesome. But on their side, right, they're like, they're barely making money. They're like, des- they desperately needed this vehicle. Um, you know, they gave a big discount because they wanted to get the work. So you never actually know what's happening in anyone's business. And, like, you just can't operate with the assumption that you know what's happening in someone's business. So uh, next one here, well, going back to the comment here, it says, uh, take pride and stop letting the redundancy of the process make you lazy. Um, Again, like you have to draw that line in your business to say, yes, I could do more. I could polish the paint more. I could clean the engine more. I could clean the interior more. And uh, most detailers struggle with this part where you know you can do more, right? You can double checking it. Oh, look, I can get that little corner. Oh, I can get that one little scratch. Oh, I can get that, you know, whatever the case may be. But you have to develop the discipline to say, even though I could do more, I know this far exceeds the customer's expectations. Because what you see as a detailer and what you expect as a detailer is much different than what the customer sees and expects. Right? And that's why I say that if you do that extra time and and skill and, and attention, to getting better results, that difference of time doesn't make a difference to the customer because they already see the vehicle as like, oh, it's so shiny. You know, like once it gets to like the, oh, it's so shiny, it, it, it doesn't get any more shiny to them, right? If you remove 80% of the swirls, they're like, oh, this car looks fantastic. I've, I've never seen it so shiny before. It looks great. And then you go and you remove 95% of the swirls and scratches. That 15% difference doesn't make a difference in their head because they're like, it still looks shiny and great. Like I've never seen it this great before. And that's what I'm getting at where you as a detailer know the difference and can tell the difference. And unless they're paying for that extra 15% of time and effort to remove those swirls, it doesn't make it worth it to the customer. And if you want to talk about pricing accordingly and making sure that the the customer is getting the best value for their service, it is actually better to not go that extra 15% and stop at the 80% because that's like already maximum happiness for the customer. Which means like, again, like you're going to take l- less time. The customer is still going to be absolutely happy and you're able to charge less because if, if you're going to go for those extra 10, 15% of swirls that you have to go and like really dial in and maybe wet sand here and there or, you know, do extra passes on these panels, you have to charge for that. And most customers, I can guarantee you 99% of customers are absolutely okay with getting 80% of the swirls and, sketches, uh, swirls and scratches removed from their, from their paintwork. I can guarantee you that. But what happens is in your head, you're saying, oh, no, 
I only removed 80%. I, I still see a few more. I, let me re- remove 10% more of the swords and scratches. And that's where the problem happens. So again, it's it's you can take work in the level of work that you do um, because that's what the customer is expecting and paying for. So And, and it sucks because obviously like, like uh, I had another comment uh, a while ago of like the co- the comment was like, why don't you just include all the steps in your service? That way you do the thing right. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, if I could, I would have a, a $1,400 package that includes a deep interior cleaning, an engine bay cleaning, a headlight restoration, and a correction and coating as an example. And it's like, yeah, and, and that package would range between $1,400 to $2,100. Now, how many people are just going to call us and be like, yeah, I'm going to spend $1,400 today. You know, like th- that's not going to happen. You have to go and find those customers that are willing to spend that amount for that level of service on their vehicle. So that's why you have different uh, different services, different packages, because every person is going to have a slightly different uh, uh, budget or a slightly different expectation or slightly different uh, uh, value in what they see and what they want done, you know? So it's like on our end, yeah, like if... Like, if you if we didn't want to hold anything anything back, it's like great. This correction and coding that's coming in, we're gonna do a three step correction. We're gonna wet time some spots. Uh, it's gonna be three thousand dollars. Now how? And then it's funny because then if we were to do that level of service, then people then the next the next thing people would start saying is, oh, these people are scamming. These guys are so overpriced. So you're never gonna make anyone happy. Trust me. Like I have been posting videos on YouTube for a long time now. For years now, everyone's saying you're overpriced. It's not worth it. You're a scam. Like it, it, it's a thing that continues to happen and will continue to happen. Um, let me see if there's anything else that I, I want to specifically uh, um, uh, make some comments on. Take pride. No, yeah. So matching customers. Yeah. And again, don't 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 be don't feel the pressure. Like if you are a new detailer or just a detailer in general, and you're reading comments and, and you read a comment like this, you might be telling yourself, oh, I, I don't want to get bad comments like that. So I'm going to do everything because I, I want to let people know that we went the full t- uh, nine yards to make sure the customer's vehicle is done right. You can't like you can't be booked, maybe not bullied, but you can't be intimidated by that because people will always have something negative to say. Like that's never going to stop. If if you do a two a, a three step correction and you, and you wet sand and you you know do some correction polish and jeweling whatever the place uh, um, you you apply coating, someone will still have something negative to say about what you're doing, right? It might be about your process, it might be about the product that you're using, it might be about your pricing, it might be about something, but you'll never make anyone happy. And it, there was actually a great quote, um, not that I'm the biggest fan, but of Mark Zuckerberg when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan asked uh, Mark the the question of like, how do you um, I'm a, I'm a paraphrase here, so so keep that in mind. But he basically asked, how do you deal with the pressure? Like, you know, you're never going to make everyone happy because you just, there's so many people, you have to make so many decisions. And Mark Zuckerberg said, um, I could never grow a business if I cared about what other people thought. And I thought that was pretty powerful because no matter what we do, meaning me, you, whoever's listening to this, no matter what we do, someone will not like the decision whether it's on the process that we do, the products that we use, or the pricing, someone will always be unhappy about the decision that we made. And if your goal is to make sure that everyone is happy, you'll never get anywhere. So at every decision that you make, someone will be upset. And the thing you have to focus on is making sure that you're making the right people happy. Because the people that get upset, well, they're just they're no longer the right customer for the phase that you're in, right? 
group one, you're charging less. Um, you're more easy, uh, easily accessible to your schedule. They were happy with you. And then once you leveled up, your prices got a bit more expensive. Your schedule was a bit more uh, limited because you're more booked out. Okay, you lost customers because they those customers were best fit for the first phase. Now you're moving to the second phase. And that brings its own set of happy customers. And then from there, you go to your third phase, whatever phase that means for you. And now you have a different set of customers that are most ideal for your business. So depending on where you are in your business, will elicit a, 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 sep- a separate set of customers. And as you grow, some of them naturally will phase out. Some of them naturally will come with you. You'll get new customers. That's just the way business goes. So that was, I mean, I don't know what the, what the exact lesson is here because I went over a lot of things. But um, long story short, don't be intimidated by comments. Run the business the way you want to run your business. Comments like these are always just super funny. And like for me, I, I don't mind the trolls. I enjoy like if and the way I think is like if I like just like everyone enjoys and likes getting positive comments. Hey, you're doing great. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, thanks for sharing that. All right. If, if I want to get more of those, I also have to equally accept the negative comments or the trolls or the haters just because I think that's just like a, a, a healthy like balance because then you don't want to just you never just want to listen to positive feedback because that's also can be a little bad for your mental health as well, or, or just the way like that, that you operate. Um, so I don't mind the negative comment. And sometimes, and just as a quick note too, as well, is that like you have to discern between what's a negative comment or a troll or a hater to someone that's give, giving you actual positive criticism, right? Because those two things can often be uh, misconstrued. And so, so sometimes when someone says something negative, like it's like, oh, but they kind of have a point there. So it's important to always have an open mind as well um, of like, Mm, okay, like maybe I could take that as, as like a, a, a negative comment, but at the same time, if you kind of read it, it's like, no, I, I think they're just being, they're criticizing it, but like in a positive way that like it makes you rethink something, right? So you also have to be open-minded like that as well. So anyways, I'll end it right there. If you want to check out Jobber Grants, I highly recommend you check it out by clicking the link in the description box or check the show notes. Apply for the grant. It's not a loan. That's like, I'm telling you, take advantage of this. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Detailing Business Class podcast. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, as that greatly helps the show. If you're ready to start your detailing business, head on over to detailgroup.co and download your free guides.